it's a lot better when like people eat their balls on stage. Right. <laughs> Just go down in flames. Yeah. <laughs> Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation. USA Podcast. Welcome beyond the new, ni hao, and for our friends in the south, Hey, today, shut the fuck up! Them gay boys is gonna talk about their fruity beer! Um, how far south are you going here? <laughs> you know, that south. <laughs> okay, because I was going, like, way south? No, no, not Mexico south. Yeah, I mean, like, they I, may. <laughs> I don't know of any Mexicans that would talk like that. <laughs> I mean, they may, they but... Might. I don't know, I've never been there. I can't do that voice. <laughs> no, we cannot. We that's get in trouble. <laughs> Uh, but this is episode 56 of the Hop Nation USA podcast, and as you already heard chiming in, I'm joined by my co-host Adam, and I'm Steve. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. I, I actually am happy to be here. I'm a little bit tired, but that's okay, uh, because I am quickly becoming more and more excited for this episode. I think it's going to be a really good one. Neat, neat. So the theme of this episode is going to be dark beers. And I know what you're thinking, well, you guys do stouts all the time. But this time we're not doing stouts. We're doing dark beers. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so you, pay attention. Jerks. Right. <laughs> You're going to find that there are a lot of dark beers out there that aren't stouts. And we want to highlight just a couple of them. And I think we can start off right away with a beer. Yes. Adam. Yeah. Yes, we can. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, this comes from the good people of Duclaw Brewing Company. Yes. That is out of, what are they out of, Baltimore? Yeah, Baltimore Mur- Murderland. Murderland. <laughs> So, yes, uh, Baltimore, uh, Duclaw Brewing Company. This is their Cargo Schwartz. That is a black lager. Yeah, it's a Schwarzbier. Schwarzbier. That's just a fun word to say, Schwarzbier. Yeah. yeah. So, this is a lager. I know you're dying to know some stats on this beer. Yes, give us give us some more info. So, alcohol by volume, that is your ABV, 5.3%. Your IBUs, 10. So, okay. nice and low in that range, which yeah. I am a fan of. Uh, hops, we actually do have a little bit of information on the type of hops that were used on this. Okay, nope. They A Hollertau that type make, hop, which makes complete sense. Yeah, that makes sense because the Hollertau is a German. Right. That's a German hop. And right. uh, the Schwarzbier, if you couldn't figure out from the name, <laughs> uh, that is a very German style. Yeah, it is not Spanish whatsoever. No. <laughs> uh, in terms of grains, it also uses a Munich malt, which okay, yeah, again. makes sense. So this is, yeah. Ducal is going for a replication, obviously. And, right, and I, not a I German bend. Wouldn't be surprised if this got delivered in the back of a BMW at least once in its life. I get you. So, <laughs> so let's crack this open. Let's take a taste. Yeah. So while you pour those out, just in case you couldn't figure out, the Schwarz beer is a German style uh, lager. It is very dark though, as compared to regular lagers. But it's still not a stout or a porter because it's also a it's lager. An, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a lager. It's, it's not also an a lager. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's still brewed in the style of an Oktoberfest. So, on the look, it looks like a porter. It really does. It looks like a, a rather, now, not a dark porter by any stretch no. of the imagination, but it would be on the lighter side of the porter spectrum. Yeah, if you if you tip the glass a little bit, it definitely becomes more translucent. Right. And you can the, see, see through it. This is not the abyss whatsoever. No, no. But it is definitely a darker beer. Right. On the nose, though... You can definitely tell it's not a stout or a porter. Oh, yeah. It's super malty, like yes, a lager. Yes, it is. Yep. <laughs> yep. It, if you had a blind taste test, this would fool some people. Yeah, it definitely would be a trick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's give it a rip. 
Yeah, so continuing right down the line with the nose of being a malty nose, the flavor is super malty as well. It is super malty, and not only that, it does have a good bent of uh, roastiness to it yeah, as yeah. well. Yeah, that's about the only thing that would set it apart from just a regular lager is that it has just that little hint of roastiness mm-hmm. that uh, just brings out kind of a... I don't know more of a fall feel to it or more of a yeah yeah <laughs> yeah this is this is definitely a a campfire beer yeah yeah a german campfire a ger- yes a very efficient campfire you know what let's not talk about german camps oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm, never mind <laughs> oh no 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 moving along <laughs> back to the beer yes uh, uh we didn't take the time to remark on the head because it actually was barely present it at all. Pretty much non-existent. Yeah, and that was coming out of the bottle. It was pretty much non-existent. Yeah, it's a super low carb beer. So it's mm-hmm. yeah, not that it's flat in any way, but it's just uh, it's not a bubbler. No, it's not a bubbler at all, and that's okay. I'm all right with that. But yeah, the more I drink it, I just I just get that full uh, roasty. Yeah, that that roasty flavor builds upon itself. Yeah, and so does the malt. So far, I'm enjoying it. So am I. It's 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 like a darker Oktoberfest, <laughs> which basically that's what right. it is. <laughs> Darktoberfest. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. Yeah, that uh, Ducla gets another one in the win column. That is a check. So with that in mind, I guess we can just uh, move along to our ever famous news and notes. News and notes. It's not for news and notes. So, uh, first news story, somebody's getting sued. (laughs) (laughs) Well, depending on the story, that's not really news. Well, (laughs) uh, it's actually not a big brewery for a change. Oh, okay. And it's actually not a big brewery being sued by a small brewery. (laughs) So, is it small versus small, or is it small versus big? Uh, It's big versus small, but it's actually Sony is suing Knee Deep Brewing. Sony? Yeah, Sony. Sony Pictures. Okay, so why? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to tell you why because I know you don't know the beer that I'm think uh, that's being referenced. Okay, because it's an IPA. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, it's not it's not a beer that I've had, but it's a beer that I've seen around. But Knee Deep Brewing brews a beer called Breaking Bud. I have seen that. Right. Yeah. I, it, it's pretty prominent when you see it out there. So I can pretty much see where this is going. Yeah. Yeah. This is a pretty easy one to follow. Yeah, so Sony Pictures Television is suing Knee Deep for their Breaking Bud beer because Breaking Bud takes advantage of the font. Uh, the, uh, yes, yeah, yes, the break, they do. Yeah, they take advantage of the Breaking Bad font, and as well as on the picture of the can is a, uh, a little hop monster dressed up in a clean suit. As uh, you've seen Walter White and Jesse wear in some of the episodes where they cook, I believe... They're more prevalent in season four when they're cooking for uh, Gus. Down in the basement? Yeah. Spoiler alert. Actually, you know what? It's not. <laughs> no. It's really I, not. Give a fuck about a spoiler alert. Right. If I know about it, guess what? It's not a spoiler yeah. anymore. I'm so far behind when it comes to pop, <laughs> pop culture like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, it takes advantage of uh, a lot of the iconography. And uh, as much as I hate to admit it, I really don't mind that Sony is, is doing this. Really? I really don't mind. Okay. For two reasons. Uh, one, uh, they are protecting their assets. Uh-huh. And, and number two, the breaking bun, you got to admit, they're they're relying very, very heavily on the Breaking Bad franchise. And it, I honestly don't mind it. I, it can, I can agree that they are doing that. But here's the reasons why I don't like it. 
I feel like it fall. There's so many other breweries that use the same kind of tactics of puns and. I would uh, agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. But you and I've seen this the the can and the bottle. Yeah, it's pretty blatant. Yeah, it is. It's uh, pretty blatant. Yeah, no. Again, it's blatant. I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is that it's such a common theme that there be puns and parody. And, true, true. And things like this are protected under parody law. Is this considered a parody? I think that's going to be the defense that's going to be used. That's ooh, that's going to make things real interesting. Yeah. I, I don't blame them for, for bringing this in front of a judge. Yeah. Uh, and if the if the judge says, no, this is under the parody law, or no, it's a completely different arena, being entertainment versus beer, and they say... No case. I'm fine with that as well. That's the other thing because they're ca- they're calling trademark infringement. And, I, and yeah, I assume that's what they were going after. And uh, trademark is a lot different than copyright. Right. Uh, trademark is saying, uh, you, you know, you're infringing upon using the iconography again. And part of that though is you have to prove that they're in direct competition with each other. Mm-hmm. So what Sony is claiming is that there's going to there's damages because of because of knee deep using this. They're not taking uh, they're not a, an official licensee mm-hmm. of the Breaking Bad franchise. Right. So they're not uh, they didn't pay to use the kind of font or you know the images or anything like that. Right. Right. Sony's going to claim that's damaging to their brand and to anybody who may want in the future to license everything and make a Breaking Bad beer. And they're not, they're not, I don't think they're wrong. I don't think they're wrong. Uh, You can, yeah, you can say that. I don't, I don't see it that way. I see it is that everybody, it's become such a common practice Mm -hmm. and this beer has been out for a while. It has. So it Sony, has. Sony's just now figuring out this stuff. So I mean, my, come on. my question is, are they just now figuring it out? Or is this kind of their their breaking point? No pun intended. Actually, there's no pun there. There's like zero pun. <laughs> the breaking point. <laughs> that would be the beer starring Cannon Reeves and Patrick Swayze. So, <laughs> you know what's disgusting is I had the same exact thought. Yeah, well, yeah. Right. Uh, at least we both thought about that one and not the Channing Tatum one. I actually totally forgot about that one. Yeah. So, well, nobody thinks about Why it. Why would anybody think yeah, about nobody it? Nobody thinks about the Robocop remake either. Right. <laughs> right. Or anything with Herbie the Love Bug from the last 20 years. Uh, no, pretty much people think about that one a lot. Why would they do that? Because Lindsay Lohan. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. You got me on that one. Yeah. But bottom line, uh, yes, you do have to You do have to defend your, your trademark. You do have yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. And my, my question is, I wonder how many how many attempts that Sony made with Knee Deep to say, hey, guys, knock it right, off. Did, right. Did they reach out before to say stop? Right. It? They yeah. say, hey, you know, it, we appreciate what you're doing, but you got to change it. This is getting into infringement. Can you change it? And right. then Knee Deep said, nah, eat a dick. Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't about, know that. I don't yeah, know, I don't know that about story. that either. Uh, I guess I could maybe be more on your side if Sony reached out like gave him a cease and desist right and said hey stop or just at least change it right because you can between runs within a year you could change <laughs> well and i know that erie brewing company has gone through the same thing mm-hmm. the uh the old red cease and desist yeah that used to be the uh the red rider okay and then whoever the makers of the red rider bb gun 
Oh, and okay. Daisy. Okay, okay. Came after you. them and said, "Hey, that's copyright, or I'm sorry, trademark infringement." Yeah. Got, here's a cease and desist. So they changed the name to the old Red Cease and Desist. Yeah. Kind of in honor of that. So, and it's still a damn fine beer. It yeah. doesn't change oh, yeah, the beer no, at all. Yeah. yeah, that beer is killer. Right. And I feel like, you know, yeah, in this day and age, you can kind of put it out there that, hey, we had to make this change. And yeah. a lot of people, you know, like Yuri did, they took advantage and made kind of fun of it. <laughs> exactly. And that kind of, I'll be perfectly honest, that's what intrigued me to try it. Right. Because I, I had seen it in the past when it was under the old name, and then it came out under the new name. It's like, oh, what's going on here? And there's a little blurb on the bottle about it. Like, oh. Okay, well, they're still able to make this, so it must be something worthwhile. And yeah. I tried it. I love that beer. It's a fantastic beer. Do you know what encouraged me to try that beer? What's that? The fact that it was a 10% red ale. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, no way, they can make those that strong. <laughs> you can do that now? But oh, yeah, that's a fantastic beer. Oh, yeah, definitely killer beer. <laughs> that's what got me. I was like, the hell, 10% for a red ale? <laughs> Time to go for a ride. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I guess we're kind of disagreeing on this one. Yeah, for now. Uh, but I, I, I think part of that disagreement is we may not have all the information. Yeah. Uh, the information I do have, though, is uh, what Sony is seeking in damages. Oh. <laughs> so I read the full legal brief, and by me, that I mean I skimmed through it a bit <laughs> and got to the bottom to where they were asking for damages. <laughs> Control F, damages. Yeah. Uh, obvious one is they're asking for knee deep to stop using, you know, yeah. all the logos and everything. Right change that around uh they're looking for uh knee deep to provide an account of all the profits and benefits that came about from this beer okay and uh that plays into later <laughs> so they they want uh, they want paid damages for the profits that were made okay and they also want to have an exemplary fine which is uh, making an example. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, the exemplary fine is pay three times the damages. No. Or profits, no. depending on whichever is higher. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Uh, so pay three times that. They also want a separate punitive damages. What? Yeah. And they want Knee Deep to pay the reasonable attorney's fees. Of Sony Pictures Television's attorneys. That's that's too much. That was very funny to me. (laughs) The idea that Sony Pictures Television's attorneys have reasonable fees. Right, right. Yeah. Now, obviously, I I have a hunch what they're doing is they're going to put that out there. They're going to aim high, and then the judge will kick down three quarters of that. Either they'll kick down or they'll set it out of court. Right. But, uh, yeah, they are definitely, if they were to probably get everything they want in this uh, legal brief as it was listed, mm-hmm. this would probably put Knee Deep out of business. Right, exactly. <laughs> it, that, that And that's a shitty move. Yeah. That's a shitty move to try to put somebody out of business like that. But it's Sony, so they're, yeah. They're shitty, right. They're a shitty company, and they probably need the money because <laughs> they haven't put out a good movie since Spider-Man. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's something where they're going to shoot for the moon understand that they're not going to get three quarters of it and it'll be changed the name and half the profits or something like that i hope i hope yeah if if there's a judge in there that is basically going to say you know we're going to kill an american business yeah because of a a poor decision on naming a beer ah, i'm going to have some 
I'm going to have some uh, poor thoughts on that one. Right. And I, I don't quite know Knee Deep's entire reach. Like, I don't think their distribution is huge. They're just no. a, they're a smaller company in the South, and I just know we see them yeah, from, from time, time to time, time up here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Yeah, that sucks. So uh, We'll have to keep an eye on that one. Yeah. It, it will be interesting if this sets any precedent, though, as well. Well, that's what they're trying to do. Because, again, <laughs> there's right. a number of companies that we yep. just did odd-side ales that... Right. But we don't know if they had any sort of, uh, not collaboration, but any sort of... Agreement. Agreement. Yeah. Right. Thank you. Yeah, I know what you're saying about that, but, I mean, I kind of don't think they do. <laughs> right. If I had to guess. If, if that's what happens, then Evil Genius will be out of business in a week. Oh, yeah, Evil Genius and, uh, what's it, Hoofhearted? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, they may as well just start packing up boxes now. Well, okay, so the, the one thing about Evil Genius, that Evil Genius will probably be safe, is that they just use quotes and stuff from movies. True. They don't ever use any kind of images that or any kind of typeface. Right. It's always their labeling and their typeface. True. So, it, it, however, evil they, genius would be fine. The, the the problem is how far are they willing to reach to say that you are using our product? Say, for example, whoever it was that created Anchorman. Mm -hmm. What happens if they say, "Well, you are using our movie to promote your beer with I Love Lamp, a fine beer." Yeah, that's that's not the issue. But are they willing to say, "Hey, you're using our movie to profit"? Right. You need to you need to knock it off. Yeah. And then we're gonna completely just shit stomp you in court. Yeah, I I don't I think that's too far of a reach, and I think most of the time that would get thrown out just using a phrase unless it's a direct motto from another company. Right. So right. Like, like just do it or something like exactly, that. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If, if if it was that, I'm pretty sure you you might be able to get in some trouble with that one. But true. I I just hope they don't try to reach that yeah. far to try to crush. Right. You know, the small American business, which in the grand scheme of things, they are a small American business. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't go that far. Yeah. And, and again, just just back to that little trademark point is uh, the difference between trademark and copyright. When you're using a trademark, if you're in like a separate business, it's something that uh, if they're in not direct competition with each other. Right. Is that then, you know, hey. Yeah. Because right now they could, uh, right now Indeed Deep could say, hey, Sony doesn't have a Breaking Bad beer. Correct. So we're not directly competing with that or anything. And we're, Breaking Bad's not even on TV anymore. No, it's not. I mean, it, <laughs> it, it's been through reruns on top of reruns on top yeah. of reruns for a while now. Yeah. So. That cow's been milked, let's be mm -hmm. honest. Mm -hmm. Still a fine show. That cow's been milked. Yeah. <laughs> what do you say we move on to something a little more chipper? Yeah, sure. There is a new brewery that has opened in Fort Collins, Colorado. Now, I'm assuming you have something more about this because that's, that just sounds like there was snow in Fort Collins. <laughs> right, exactly. That in and of itself is not news. Okay. Uh, however, what is news is this new brewery is actually on the Colorado State University campus. Oh. It is their student brewery. Ooh. Yes. Now, for anybody who's going to Penn State, <laughs> we all know that we have our own creamery. <laughs> Correct. And it's the same way. Yeah. Where not only is there is there a tavern, mm -hmm. but there is a, a brewery associated with it as well. Okay. And there is a brewing program yeah. uh, that was actually in place before this even arrived. Um, but there are there are accredited courses that you can take to learn how to brew at Colorado State. Right, right, right. So obviously if you're gonna do that, you need to have a place to, you know, perfect your craft. Mm -hmm. So Colorado mm -hmm. State and you like that. Mm -hmm. You like that. 
So Colorado State, uh, I believe it was earlier this week, opened up their their new uh, craft brewery in their in their student bar. Oh, nice. Yes, and and I know I know this is gonna bug you a little bit, but they actually did have a little bit of help from Miller Coors. Counterpoint to that, it was from alumnus. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not too mad if Miller Coors wants to help teach people how to make better beer. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, it's kind of the wrong people to do that. But so the, what had actually happened was they had some some old fermentation tanks, some old equipment. Old old is a relative term here, but they had some uh, certified pre-owned. We'll call it that. Okay. <laughs> uh, from a uh, Canadian hockey arena. Mm-hmm. In Vancouver, I assume it was whatever they call it—the Chevy Pavilion or whatever's up there. I don't all know where right, right. the Canucks right. play. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't remember what it's called. Uh, I mean, I if really it's definitely care. from where the Canucks play, I don't right? So they had a, there was a brewery up there, and then they remodeled. I don't know if they t- tore the brewery out or went to bigger and better things. I don't know, but they had this extra equipment. It's got to go somewhere, right? So the good people of Colorado State—it was something that has been in the works for quite a while that they were going to have this student brewery alumnus got involved they got themselves brewing equipment that's kind of cool it is it is i what i like about that the most and when you think about it is there's a good chance uh unlike the penn state creamery where it's kind of the same flavors for the most part Mm -hmm. uh, but they're they're for this you're more than likely to get new beers every semester, possibly. Yes. Possibly. Yes. And I and I know that in the in the bar itself, it is it is not only the beer that is brewed mm-hmm. on campus. Mm-hmm. There are other local uh, craft breweries from Fort Collins that are served as well. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, including uh, New Belgium mm-hmm. Brewing Company because they are originally out of Fort Collins, Colorado. Yeah. So they're also on tap. There are a couple others. I, I didn't get to see the full list of what they had. But that's pretty neat that, you know, universities are embracing that on a larger and larger scale. Yeah, I, I like that. Uh, I, especially because when I think about it, um, I might be speaking out of turn with <laughs> or just plain wrong. I was going to say, there's only two of us. There really aren't turns. Yeah, I, no, there's <laughs> just, I could just be plain wrong when I say this. But I'm thinking a lot of brewery schools that you had to go to. Mm-hmm. Were specifically brewery schools, right? You know, you you just went to a brewing school, almost like a technical school. Yeah, and you learn there. Whereas with this on an actual college campus, you could, you know, maybe minor in beer. <laughs> exactly right. Which, if any Pittsburgh breweries will tell you, uh, chances are it's going to be an engineering degree, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then a minor in beer. Yes. Then and then they'll work in the industry for five, ten, fifteen years, and then swap over, yeah. start making beer. Right. You'll make your money as an engineer, save it up, and then open your. <laughs> yep. And I and I can't hate on that. No, that seems like the plan for a lot of people. Right. <laughs> like, and it, it is a sound plan because we got a lot of good brewers here in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. that are also engineers. Cool. Cool. Let's move back to a beer that's not from Fort Collins or from Pittsburgh. It's from Bodymore Murderland. I know we we spent time talking about Breaking Bad, but I'm a bigger fan of The Wire. <laughs> I can't blame you. Yeah. Omar's coming. Wire is just kind of a better show, even though they have two seasons that are a little iffy. And yeah, right. <laughs> that's how good of a show it right. is. Right, <laughs> yeah. Iffy on The Wire is still fantastic. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of people don't like season two. Really? Yeah. Why? I, just because it took such a hard turn. Out of well, it, it took a hard turn out of the projects and it went to the dock workers. Right, but I don't know. I I like it because one that seems more 
I don't know, it's more relatable to Pittsburgh. I, right. I think right. I think everybody knows a Ziggy in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably two dozen in Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I worked with an entire mill of Ziggies, so... <laughs> Nice, uh, but yeah. Anyway, we're, we're we're coming back to the Duke Law Cargo Schwartz, the Schwartz beer. Ah, so your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Mm-hmm. It may as well mm-hmm. be me. I'm digging on this beer. I like it. I I like this, and I think we mentioned it earlier. Where this is a a campfire beer. Yeah, this is something that uh, it's a good relaxer on a cool fall evening. Yeah, the low ABV keeps it drinkable. Yeah. You can probably put a cu- put away a couple. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're in good shape with this beer. Yeah, if you're not looking to get completely blasted by a 10% right marshmallow stout, <laughs> you are sitting next to a fire after all. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a good drinker for that. Yeah, I like this beer. I think it's uh yeah it, it's 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 a good way to step into the Schwartz beer category because <laughs> it's, it's not a completely common style. It's not. Um, but Duquois seems to have done a good replication of one. <laughs> <laughs> you done good, Duquois. You done good. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, I like this one. I'm down with it. So what do you say we uh, enjoy it just a little bit more? Mm-hmm. Take a quick break? Yeah. Come back for segment two? Yep. And then talk a little bit more, have another beer, keep going. Okay, doke. Be Re- back. Bye. Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devor that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Devor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course, everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. Oh, welcome back to segment two of episode 56 of the Hawk Nation USA podcast. I think that's the Lamar Woodley episode. Sure. I'm trying to think of a number 56. All I, I can know. think of is Lamar Woodley, and I think that's right. Okay. If it's not, then so be it. I don't know. <laughs> we'll go with Lamar Woodley. I don't sports ball, so. I know. I know. <laughs> and that's okay. I do recognize that as a sports ball name and not a racy car name. That so. is correct. <laughs> Actually, I don't know of any racy car numbers for 56. Okay. So, 57 I can get you. All right, we'll do that next week then. Yeah, no, I already got 57 lined up. What is? I got it. Don't worry. What is? Not worried. Stay tuned. Uh, I can get you a different number, though. Yes. 20. Why is that important? 20 is the batch number of the beer we're about to drink. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> so, what, what is this? All right. So our next beer is a, a bit interesting. It's from the Nowhere in Particular Promiscuous Ale Project. That is a mouthful. It is. So, to start off, if you go back a couple episodes to when we were doing all those European fancy smanchy beers. Yeah. And we had the Two Ole Brewery Company. Yes, I remember that. Now, Two Ole was a gypsy brewing company. Yes. And that they didn't have an actual brick and mortar. They just kind of brewed at other places. Yeah. This is very much the same way. Okay. But this is a hobo. <laughs> a hobo? Yes, hobo. Yeah, hobo, because, I mean, it's American. Uh, yeah. Okay, all right. Okay, hobos, all right. Yeah, G- gypsies aren't as prominent in America. Right. Yeah, as right. they are in Europe. So we're going hobo. Right, and and they and the brewer specifically names himself as the hobo king, so. How many hobo kings are there out there? There's a lot of hobo there, kings so. out there. 
<laughs> the thing about being a hobo king is you're never you don't necessarily have any land you roll over. So yeah, right, right. You want that? You can go ahead and have. You have that. a moving kingdom, which yeah. is about. <laughs> I imagine a hobo king's kingdom is about as far as his stink extends. Right. So there. Right. Yeah. So Pigpen may, in fact, be the hobo king. Yeah, well, you could see his stink. Well, Pigpen is a hobo king for as far as his stink extends, yeah. which is a while. He may have a vast yeah. kingdom. He has a vast kingdom. Uh, Anyways. Anyway, this is the Nowhere in Particular Promiscuous Ale Project, batch number 20, Black Goza. A black Goza. Black Goza. Now, I have never had such a creature. I've had a Goza that's been kind of fused together with an IPA. Right. Never had a black Goza. Neither have I. Uh, what makes it black, though, is specifically from... This is quoting. Okay. <laughs> there is a metric fuck ton of blackberries. Oh, all yeah. right then. Well, yeah. now I know that they are using the metric system rather than the imperial system, right. so that's good to know. I'm pretty sure metric fuck ton is an Australian measurement. Wouldn't surprise me. That makes more. That makes sense right. to me. Yeah. Right. Uh, there's also black Himalayan sea salt and key lime. That sounds very interesting. I'm very interested in this beer now. Yes, I'm very interested as well. So we're going to pour this up. Uh, just some stats on it. And uh, it's a 5.2 ABV. Okay. And something that's going to sound really good to you. Come on. Six. Yeah. Six IBUs. That might be the lowest we've ever had on the show. I, I'm thinking we've had one that was similar. I can't name it. I can't it. remember either. Yeah, I can't name it at I, the moment. Very few are down in the single digits. Yeah, very few. I think we've had one, though, that was down in the sig- single digits before. But yeah, keeping with our dark ale theme, this is definitely a dark ale. Yes, it is, especially when you're in the, the Goza yeah. subcategory. I shouldn't say dark ale because we did a lager last segment, but well, yeah. dark beer. Dark beer, yes. Yeah. I thank you for the correction. Um, head was pretty minimal on this one as well. Uh, it was. It was really like... Bubbly and fizzy up top. And then it went away. It was, it, this basically looks like grape soda, is yeah. what this looks like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it, it looks somewhat similar to the black lager that we had. It looks somewhat similar, but again, tip it towards the light, and then you get that uh, kind of grape yeah, berry. Yeah, it's kind of got that, that dark crimson to it. Yeah, it's got that berryness to it, whereas yeah. the, uh, the, the Schwartz beer was a bit more just along the lines of a dark brown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So on the nose on this one, you can definitely taste that it er, taste. You can definitely tell that it's in the goza territory. Yeah, it's no, got, I, I was gonna say taste. I tasted sour yeah. just smelling it. Well, right, yeah, <laughs> it, it's got that sour smell, but I can also detect a little bit of that sea salt too, where it's all got a little bit of that saltiness to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. On second, second smell, it actually smells a bit like wine. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, uh, um. Let's see what happens. Here. Yeah, I'm, I'm trepidatious. <laughs> That's my word for the minute. So this does not disappoint if you're the kind of person that likes a sour beer. This really? A, <laughs> I thought this was a rather sour beer. I didn't. I did. Okay. I well, did, then. I did not think this was that sour at all. This is keeping more in my wheelhouse of Goza's are good for me. That <laughs> <laughs> This is about as sour as I can get and enjoy it. So I yeah I I thought this was fairly sour. Maybe I'm just maybe I'm misreading it. I don't know. Maybe your taste buds are a little I don't know wackaloon a- activated from something else. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I it, when I get to a certain level of sourness, mm-hmm. I, I kind of get that tingling in my bottom jaw. Okay. 
And I had that with this one. Yeah. A lot of a lot of other ghosts, I don't get that. But this one, right. I got that. And that's kind of the line for me of whether or not something is actually sour. Huh. Yeah, see, I, like, it didn't make me pucker. It didn't make me turn away or anything like that. It, mm-hmm. I actually really liked it. It, it. It's a lot less sour on the taste than it is on the nose. For huh. me. For me. Huh. Okay. Well, let's but, it, but it's definitely keeping in tune with my uh, preference towards Goza's that they're always a lot more mellow. They are. On right. the sour flavor. As compared to like full-fledged sours, which usually are really, <laughs> really harsh for me. But yeah, Not, no, I'm actually digging this one. Huh. I like it. Okay. Yeah, I don't have much of a problem with it. Now, granted, I am a fan of sour ales and Goza's and that line of work. So... Yeah, I like this one. I, I, I've had better, but I've had way worse, too. I I think it has a pretty complex flavor to it. I definitely get the blackberries up front. Mm-hmm. If you kind of swish it around in your mouth, you, you, you get the key lime. Yeah, the you key can, lime will pop out You can you. find the lime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I like it. And I think that, that also kind of what helps it. It has the little bit of sweetness of the key lime. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I'm digging this. I am liking it. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I, that's kind of... I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a win. I mean, again, even though I'm usually anti-sour and anti-saison, I'm usually pro-goza as well. <laughs> well, then. Yeah. The trend continues. Yes. I, I guess we can move on a little bit. Yes. We can move on to what's happening in the world of Pittsburgh craft beer it's, again this week. <laughs> it's that time of year again. Yeah, it's that time of year. It's Pittsburgh craft beer week, and that runs from April 20th to the 29th. Yeah, it, yeah. it gets a nice good start on 420. <laughs> right. <laughs> there actually are a couple of events that are 420 friendly. Yes, there are. So. Yeah, there's 420 friendly events. There are 420 themed events i think that's a better way of putting it themed i don't know how friendly 420 uh, kinda, well uh let's see we're medical we're medical compliant now right and they just okayed leaf well flower it, it the original prompt said leaf but that doesn't make sense you, no. you smoke the flower oh i don't yeah. know anything about marijuana I, I'm, I don't. I i'm telling you oh, okay all right <laughs> you, you smoke the bud which is basically like think of a hot plant. Ah, you okay. don't smoke the leaves off a hot plant. You yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah, all right. You, yeah, you, I, you use the cone that comes off. You know. I'm showing my goody two shoes side. Yeah, well, nobody expects everybody to know everything about me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just kind of wanted to start. One of the big things of Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week is we always get collaboration beers for the week. Yes, we do, and I think we got a pretty good list this year. Uh, we have a list this year. Oh, jeez. I mean, maybe just because we're recording this on Wednesday, just mm. full disclosure on this, right. because there may be more added later on. Right. But there's only six beers in the collabos this yeah, year. Yeah, because last year there was, what, 13? Eight. eight. There, there, well, there's eight listed on the website, mm. and then you there were more throughout the... Right, they kind of popped up. Again, so that's why I'm saying there's six... Full disclosure yeah, here. There, yeah. yeah, there's six official, but there may be more throughout the week right, that right. pop up. Yeah, so and it's a little interesting that uh, some of these beers they're they're going outside of the brewing with other brewers. Okay. Two of these beers are actually brewed with non-brewers. They're just oh. brewed with yeah, they're just brewed with elements, you know, people in the community and such. Okay, I think I know which ones you're talking yeah, about. So 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 we'll get into it real quick. 
and I'll just go down the list. Sure. There's only six, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the first one that comes up is the Board and Raised Pennsylvania IPA. Mm-hmm. That's by East End and Trogues. Okay. That one's already out. Right. Uh, a lot of people are praising it, but it's a uh, New England style IPA. Of course it is. Yeah. So six five percent on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that's coming out is the 910 by Yellowbridge and Cellarworks. That's a dry hop saison. All right. So the first one that is not brewed with another brewer is the Bread, B-R-E-D. And that's by Shoe Brew and Drinking Partners, the other uh, podcast in Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We're coming to get you. Actually, ah, not, not really. No, no don't. No. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> don't say we're coming to get them because, one, they have a lot more listeners. They really do. And they, ha- they have a completely different show. Right. And, yeah. they, and it's a good show. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the, they made a dark pale ale with cherries. Okay. I can get yeah. behind something like that. Yeah. So I, I think how that kind of works is they probably started out with a pale ale and then the cherries just turn it dark. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. I've seen that with other beers. And Schubert actually has another collabo beer. Okay. And this one is just with their staff. Oh, so it's sort of an internal... Right. So, you know, rather than just the brewers working with each other, they probably reached out to maybe Carol and HR or... <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, they walked down and they said, Carol! <laughs> Carol! <laughs> we need you out here for a minute. Uh this one is called the Work Boots 2. Okay. And that's a dry hopped dark saison. Oh, okay. So two dry hop saisons <laughs> so far in the Calibo beers. Uh, the, the next one I found, and this one's the most interesting to me, and the one I'm kind of most excited to see if I can try and find and try, uh, it is the Kryptonite Imperial Margarita Goza. Yeah. Yeah. It is, uh, is the collaboration between Butler Brew Works and the New Dimension Comics Store. So, yeah, I, I actually knew about that one uh, prior to the show, and I'm kind of excited for that one. That's one a, one that is kind of a tradition where a comic book store will get together with a brewery. That's not the first time that has happened in Pittsburgh. So I, I, I think that's something that's kind of becoming a, not necessarily a tradition, but a trend. Yeah. And, I, and I like that. Yeah, I, I like it too. Um, and it, I was reading, it's apparently like a bright green goes up. So. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes uh, complete sense. I'm interested in trying that one. Yeah. And then the, the final one is the party favor by Spoonwood and Kings County Brewers Collective. Kings County. Yeah. Uh, now that's a brewery out of Brooklyn. Oh. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's, uh, that's what we have so far. There, there may be more. Right. Officially. That's <laughs> Officially. What we have. That's the right. official list. It's a little lighter than last year, but like I said, there, okay. there may be more that pop up. It seems like there's also a lot of uh, like can releases and special releases that are coming yes, out. Yes, there are. This yeah. week. So. I saw that uh, above the fold and below the fold is right. having a can release during that week. Yeah, those are two uh, Spoonwood beers. Correct. Now, they're not collaborations. Those are just Spoonwood beers. Uh, the Above the fold is a double IPA, and the below the fold is uh, just a regular pale ale. Mm-hmm. So. Two, two things to look forward to. Um, I believe Shoe Brew is putting one out on 420. Of course. And uh, that one is called the Magic Mushroom. I saw which, that one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I guess it's kind of funny, but kind of not, because if you don't do mushrooms, you're right. supposed to smoke weed. <laughs> right. I mean, you could. Yeah, no, you, you can do could. mushrooms anytime you want. Yeah. But well, <laughs> even you can smoke weed anytime you want. That, too. Theoretically. <laughs> that, too. Assuming you have medical cards, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer. Uh, yeah, be... 
legal or whatever. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Have a legal vice like beer. <laughs> uh, uh, another thing that is happening on 420, though, mm-hmm. is all of, all of the Clabo beers we just talked about right. are going to be on tap at all of the Caliente locations. Good. And basically everything that's happening in Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week is, is at Caliente. Caliente. <laughs> right. Right. Now, there are, are obviously exceptions to that. Yeah. No. There those are just like the featured events, right? And those are, the, yeah. Caliente in years past has been the epicenter, so this is not necessarily news. No, no, that's not news to anybody. Caliente has always been the epicenter and one of the big sponsors of Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. Right. Yeah. If you want to find events, just go onto the Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week website. Right. And. They also have a mobile app, I believe. I think you are correct. Yeah, it may or may not be broke, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I'm not terribly sure about that. But uh, yeah, you you can find events at pretty much any local bar. Right. I know Pat's Pub always has one. Yeah. Thing or another going on, but Pat's gonna have it. Caliente's gonna have it. Pig Iron's gonna have it. Right. And obviously the breweries themselves are gonna have it. I know Spoonwood has a lot of things going. Oh yeah, on. Spoonwood has a lot of events. Uh. Well, the one that kind of stood out to me is not necessarily a craft beer event, but okay. it's happening within the week. Uh, it's, it's, it's an event they're holding on the 24th, and it's called Do You Even Holupki? I saw that one, and yeah. I immediately thought of you. Yeah. So Holupki, for anybody who doesn't know what that is, that is stuffed cabbage. Yep. And because we are a heavy German and <laughs> Polish... <laughs> Eastern Bloc. Yeah, as well as other Eastern Bloc uh, community... Uh, they're going. I guess they're going to flip their menu around, or just have offerings of stuffed cabbage, halushki, yep, kibasi, pierogies. And that sounded really good because I guess I can also go along, and that's a good excuse to go get some of the above the fold and below the fold as right. well. So right. yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's like a triple whammy. And I'm sure they'll probably have some collabo beers there as well. So that may be a day I find myself yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good enough reason to uh, head to the South Hills. Yeah. Yeah, I, right I, I would that. like to see their take on a stuffed cabbage. So would I. Giant eagles suck. <laughs> they're they're terrible. I've never even bothered to try. Their their sauce is too damn sweet. Mm. It's just garbage. And that's coming from somebody who makes his own stuffed cabbage <laughs> and can make his own pierogi dough. So <laughs> right, right. The bar is being set. Yeah, I I'm very picky about when I have those kind of foods. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was one event for myself uh, that I really wanted to go check out. It's okay. at Cousins Lounge. Okay, I, th- I think I read about it, but I didn't yeah. mark it down. Uh, that is the, the Bell's Beer and Cupcakes event. Oh, okay. No, there, there's another event I was thinking of, but go oh, ahead. Tell okay. me about this one. So I, it's I didn't a- read this one. April 26th, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a pairing of Bell's Beer. Everybody knows Bell's. Yeah. Uh, they're a pretty big craft beer uh, producer. Not necessarily from Pittsburgh, but that's okay. No. We'll, we'll still invite them in. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they are going to pair their beers with cupcakes, uh, provided by Teresa Richter. Yeah. And it is gonna be awesome yeah it's gonna be awesome i mean number one uh it's cupcakes and beer yeah uh, but then on top of that uh, pig iron will also be there okay uh catering the event as well oh, so if right. you want to get some pulled pork and nachos and things yeah, like yeah. that uh you can definitely jump in on that and i might be there yeah there's a uh there's a similar event at caliente i don't have the exact date mm-hmm. but they're they're doing alesmith speedway style variants okay with uh homemade donut holes oh yeah all right, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, that sounds good too. Yeah, yeah. it's just like Fat Kid Week. <laughs> it is. It's just Fat Kid Week. Yeah. Uh, there, there was one event, and we've done this in the past, and I, I enjoyed myself. 
uh, opened my eyes to a couple of new beers, but the Sour versus Barrel Aged event at Caliente. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, you know about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had to pump the brakes after a while there. Right. Uh, but it's it's an event where, uh, and it is Caliente in Bloomfield. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this is yeah, this is one of the ones that's an specific Caliente. Yes, correct, correct. Uh, and what they'll do is they'll they'll feature a lot of the sour ales and a lot of the barrel aged beers that you don't necessarily get day to day. The KBS, the right. Bourbon County Stout, all, you know, all the classic that you know of but don't necessarily get every day. Yeah, they're gonna have them. Yeah. There's, so, yeah, there's a lot of different events that are going to be featuring the KBS. Uh, <laughs> I've <yeah>. noticed. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that as well, which is fine. It's a good beer. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a uh, there's an all you can eat pancake uh, breakfast at the South Hills Caliente. Fat Kid Week. Right. Fat Kid Week. <laughs> that also does uh, flights of coffee stouts, and the KBS is going to be part of that. I mean, so, yeah. Yeah. I'd be about that. So I got I got one more thing, and it's not necessarily Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week. Uh, it just happens to happen in the same time frame, but okay. they're kind of they're kind of taking advantage of it. But uh, uh, National Record Store Day, mm-hmm. if, if you're aware, yes, is uh, on 421. <laughs> oh, all right, yeah, yeah. So uh, on Saturday, if you're listening to this on Friday, this is going to be tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but a number of places around Pittsburgh are going to be featuring the uh, the Flaming Lips collaboration with Dogfish Head. Okay. So what they did is they did a collaboration beer and a record. Right. Uh, the beer is uh, the Yum Yums and Dragon. I've seen a lot of that around lately. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people checking it in on Untapped and things like that. Yeah, it's a, it's a passion fruit IPA. Right. And I know that you have it in your repertoire right now. Well, I already drank it. All right. Well, then. It's. Uh, oh, all right. We'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it's it. It's a then. shrug. <laughs> um, but but uh, Flaming Lips also is releasing on Record Store Day a seven inch vinyl with two songs. Uh, called the story of Yum Yum and Dragon. Oh, all right. Yeah, neat. And yeah, uh, it's going to be available in all the record stores. The most interesting part is that there's going to be a hundred translucent variants of the uh, vinyl. Okay. And they're translucent because on the inside is the actual beer, like oh. floating around inside the record. I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, neither did I. It seems like it would be something that would throw off the centrifugal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just a drop or something. I don't. No, no, it's a good bit. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen the records. It's there. Oh. Yeah, there's a good bit of beer in there, but hmm. it doesn't look like it's completely full. Hmm. There's definitely air bubbles, so it seems like hmm. it would slosh around as it yeah. goes around <laughs> on the player. But interesting. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> eh, whatever. Hey, it's gonna be. In, it's it's definitely interesting to somebody. Yeah, it's gonna be a collectible. Whoever is a huge Flaming Lips fan. Yeah. Somebody's going to seek it out. Right. Buy it on eBay for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, absolutely. for some damn reason. Absolutely, it's just it's just something that's interesting out there. You can try and find it, and there are there are events uh, associated with Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week where they're doing giveaways. Yeah, I don't know if anybody's getting that specific record in Pittsburgh though. I have no idea. I nobody said, and I think because there's only a hundred, they're not trying to put that out there. It would probably cause... I don't know if it would cause a lot of chaos. I don't think it would cause chaos, but it's maybe something that you can't promise. Right. Yeah, because the Flaming Lips, albeit a good band, they are not in the limelight anymore. I don't, I don't know. I think time has kind of passed them by, but that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I, I, I never really listened to them, mm-hmm. but 
I am cliche white enough <laughs> that I've been high and saw them at Bonnaroo. So. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, uh, it's just one of those things like. I don't know what the equivalent basic bitch is, but I'm pretty sure that's it. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's, <laughs> I think that might be the most basic bitch thing about me, aside from <laughs> enjoying pumpkin beers. Right, right. <laughs> is that I've been high and saw the flaming lips at Bonnaroo. <laughs> yeah, that's checking way too many boxes. For, yeah, for, from a person who, on the reg, wears, you know, Cannibal Corpse shirts. And, right, you know, right. Like, that's my bag, but <laughs> I'm still just cliche white enough. <laughs> that's all right. Everybody's got their thing. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, that's that. Uh, there's there's plenty of more events to go check out. Right. I, I don't, yeah, don't just take our word for it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, we talked about it for 15, 20 minutes, but there's way more information out there. Yeah, there's a super bunch of things going on. Yep. So, yeah, go check it out. Yep. Uh, speaking of checking out, yeah. I am digging this beer. Yeah, so even harder to check out and probably harder to find. <laughs> uh, the... The Nowhere in particular Promiscuous Ale Project does not have a huge distribution range. I can imagine not. And this is the only beer I found by them. I'll mm-hmm. our friends at Finnage Estates. Right. They've been helping us, helping us out a lot lately. Well, they just help us out when I take the trip over. <laughs> right. They don't know it. Yeah, they don't know they're helping <laughs> us. It's just I show up there and go, I want one of these and I want one of these. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the truck around back. Yeah. Load uh, it up. The, I do like this beer, though. Yeah, it, it's it's good. It's a good goza. This is a good summer drinker. This is something that I don't know. I, I used the phrase picnic beer an episode or two ago, mm-hmm. and I think this is another picnic beer. Okay. Yeah, I use the pic. I use that phrase with the peanut butter jelly beer. Ah, uh, yes, yes. I use it again with this one. I think this is also a good substitute if you don't like wine. Or sangria. Right. You, you can, can drink this. <laughs> and you can put it in a wine glass and no one's going to be the wiser. No, they're not. And I think it, it really does have kind of that wine taste to me. Just tell them it's a dry Zinfandel? No, that's don't try, white. No, don't try to do this. You're going to. No, because I don't know wine at all. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I've, I've been Neither told, do I. Yeah. Don't I, try to do this. <laughs> people have attempted to teach me wine. I, yeah. yeah. No, no. No, it. It. it it tastes a bit like wine, but it, it it's like a really sweet, uh, you know, not garbage wine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yeah, I I would. And the the problem is, I'll keep looking for it, but I'm never gonna find it, except for a couple places that I know that they're going to be. Where, like, for example, Vintage Estates. Well, that's the thing. I don't know that I saw it last time I was at Vintage. Oh. The the problem again. This is a hobo brewery. I don't know how often. He brews. Yeah. It may be just on his whim. Yeah. I don't know how often he sticks to one recipe because checking out the website for the brewery uh-huh. is just a list of that. <laughs> again, this is batch 20. <laughs> All right. You know. Possibly never created again. Yeah. Possibly never done again. Just like uh, moving on to 21 and that's going to be, you know, a cherry stout. And, right. You know. <laughs> whatever whatever the whim is at that point in time. Yeah. Which Do, I can appreciate that. Yeah. There's, there's honestly a lot of home brewers that do that as well. Right. I, I think these home brewers and, you know, too old, they're always putting something out new. Yeah. Following them on social media is always something new. <laughs> so I, I, I feel like these gypsy brewers are just uh, just kind of doing their whim. They're not they're just doing, doing, yeah, doing yeah. their thing. 
Yeah, they're not beholden to anything, and they're, yeah, yeah. maybe they'll do it again. Probably not. Though. <laughs> <laughs> but bottom line, I think we both like this beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think it's time we take a quick break, uh, get paid. We're not getting paid. And then come back for segment three. You say get paid on the wrong segment. Oh. Segment two oh, you're always right. leads into either no commercial or a commercial for another podcast. And they don't pay us. Segment one is always our commercial into Tavor. Right. They don't pay us either, but they do send us beer. Which is nice. <laughs> hint, hint for segment three. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, stay tuned, Hop Nation. We will be right back with segment three. And we're back for segment three of episode 56 of the Hop Nation USA podcast. I'm going to turn it over to Adam because we're into our third beer. And this is our third dark beer that isn't a stout or a porter. That's true. This is the Built to Last by High Water Brewing. That's out of California. Oh, yes. So the left coast. Uh, this is a barrel-aged dark specialty ale. Okay. Uh, I'll give you some quick numbers. 9.7. All right. ABV. A little heavy. 45. Yes. IBUs. Okay. Uh, and 9. That's how long this beer was aged in bourbon barrels. Was nine, for nine months. months. Yes, uh, and not only that, it was it was aged in both new and old bourbon barrels. Okay, and then remixed. Okay, so that you get kind of the fresh bourbon taste, and then kind of the aged bourbon taste. I get you. Then then come back together into one beer. So so kind of the way the. Um Ah, uh, the bitches brew from Dogfish Head. A little is is aged in two different batches and then combined and then remixed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that's All the right. action that they're going for here. Okie dokie. So let's let's get this this big boy open. This is a bomber. This is a twenty two ouncer. Yeah. And it's worth mentioning that this is one of our beers from Tavor. So on uh, first remarking glances, it has a nice fluffy head to it. Yes. Uh, it is not a white head. Yeah. It's a light tan. Light tan. An off white. It is dark, but it's actually not as dark as the, the last two beers. No, it's not. It, it's a brown. Yeah, it, it's brown with a little bit of a red tinge to it. Mm -hmm. Again, if you bend it against the light, it gets very translucent. Right. And it's, it gets almost pinkish. It is not the abyss by any stretch of the imagination. No, no, no. And, and again, I think that's part of pointing out the three beers that we did today. You're not going to find that outside of a stout <laughs> right right the the stouts are when you get into the super dark mm -hmm. uh you know can't see through opaque <laughs> yeah you stare into it and it stares back right. at you trapping all light these are they're just dark ales right that are brewed with you know usually a darker malt or usually adding fruits like we saw with the last one right. blackberries are definitely going <laughs> to yeah. cause that to be darker yeah. and, a, a, a lot of blackberries. Yeah, so, a metric fuck ton. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> uh, on the nose of this thing, you can tell that it's been barrel aged. I can at least. Yeah, I definitely get a lot of barrel age on the nose. It's not uh, the thing is you can tell, but it's not obnoxious. There's some barrel aged beers that are pungent. Yeah, this one in their bourbony. Yeah, this one doesn't smell hot. Right. Right. And. uh it doesn't. Uh, it actually smells pretty mellow mm -hmm. on the barrel. So and I, far. I hope that's the way it drinks too. All right. Well, one way to find that. That out. is correct. <laughs> okay. Not as mellow as I was hoping. No, but it's not really hot either. No, it's not hot. It's just it's very, very pronounced with the barrel. Weird. 
It's almost borderline tart. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of a little bit of tartness on it. Yeah. Not a lot. There's a lot going on with this beer. Yeah, it is complex. Um Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is one where I think we're just gonna have to we can't talk about it right now. We're just gonna have to continue to drink it and kind of figure out what's going on with it. Yeah, I'm gonna sit on this one. <laughs> right, yeah, because it, it's yeah, the first impression is weird. So yeah, let's just continue. I'm not putting it off. Yeah, well, I, I think when you say weird, it's because you kind of expect, again, when we drink barrel age, you either expect a barley wine or a stout. Right. And this is neither. This is kind of just in the realm of in the realm of the Schwartz beer, I think. Yeah. I, I do get the maltiness. It just, uh, yeah, there's a little bit of fruitiness and... It's, the, the fact that information is hard to pull on this one. Right. It, it, I'll admit it threw me a curveball when I drank yeah. it. Yeah. The fact that information is hard to pull on this one, it's hard to pick out exactly if I'm tasting what I think I'm tasting. Right. Uh, yeah. Let's let's continue to sip on this one. Let's see what's going on. I'm not sold, but I'm not giving up on it either. In the meantime, yes. it is time for us to jump in on the Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week collaboration train. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we are going to play a little game. All right. That I haven't named because I didn't bother to. <laughs> what we're going to do is I have a list of Pittsburgh personalities and institutions. Uh-huh. And we are going to pair them together. And okay. we are going to come up with our own collaboration beer. Okay. For these personalities, institutions, and celebrities. Okay. That, so- all, that all have ties to Pittsburgh. Okay. So this is like this is like a a mini version of the beer fight. Correct. Because we're not going to actually do recipes on these. Because it sounds like you have multiple planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we are not going to get into recipes. Right. We're gonna we're gonna take a look at styles. Maybe if we can name a beer. I get you. Or maybe additions, things like that. All right. Um, brewing processes. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna give you two Pittsburgh celebrities, and we're gonna come up with a beer style. And possibly a name. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? No. Okay. I do best. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to start off something kind of easy for you. Mm-hmm. This, this one will be right in your wheelhouse. George Washington. Okay. Kurt Angle. George Washington is a Pittsburgh. He actually has very strong ties to Pittsburgh. He was heavily involved in the region during the French and Indian War. Okay. Uh, the Whiskey Rebellion. Okay. Uh, he was actually further north as well. I'm not going to get into those details. That's a whole other podcast, a history podcast. That's just fine. Just, you know, right. give a little background because right. I'm shit at history. Yeah. So. Come on. <laughs> Mount Washington. I get it, but there's still other Washingtons in the world. <laughs> right. But this one. Okay. So yeah. that's actual George Washington Mount Have Washington. Have you never flown in or out of Pittsburgh International Airport? Yeah, no, I have once. Where there is the statue of George Washington? I did not pay attention to it. Yeah, it's right next to Franco Harris. I'm drunk when I go to airports. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, uh, for those that don't know, in the Pittsburgh International Airport, there are two statues uh, celebrating Pittsburgh lore and history, and that is George Washington and Franco Harris doing the Immaculate Reception. Okay. <laughs> during the 1972 AFC Divisional Game against the Oakland Raiders. Okay. There you go. <laughs> All right. Another history. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't care about Franco Yeah. on this particular one. We're going with George Washington and Kurt Angle, who yeah. is originally from Pittsburgh, Moon Township, I believe. So, all right. I mean, immediately, 
you'll want to go gold medal something. Gold medal something or other. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you just want to call it a gold medal beer, even if it hasn't just won. A, just a gold medal beer. That's what we're calling it then, the Pittsburgh yeah. gold medal. Yeah. Let's see. Pittsburgh gold medal. Uh, I mean, obviously, you kind of want to make it a golden colored beer. Yes. Hmm. So, to me, that's going to get you into a nice light lager or a cream ale. Yeah. Perhaps a Pilsner. Pilsner, I think, is the way to go. Now, you just said cream ale, though. I want to go cream ale. Okay. Why? Because if you remember one of Kurt Angle's yeah. most famous moments on uh, WWF mm -hmm. was when he recreated Stone Cold's beer bath. Aha, uh -huh. yes. But instead of dri uh, driving a truck full uh, full of beer down to the ring, he drove a truck full of milk down to the ring. and uh, <laughs> Cream, milk. Right, yeah. yeah. So so you take a cream ale and mix a lot of lactose in that. I like that. Throw some cherries in it. It's your George Washington's. Boom. Boom. Done. Next. I like it. I like <laughs> it. Boom, done. Next. <laughs> that was really good. That was really good. Bullshit my way through this. Boom, done. Next. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. So... Okay, this one is a little bit a little bit tougher, and this is one that I actually did not know. Uh, this this person I had no idea actually had ties to Pittsburgh. Michael Keaton. Uh, well, he's the first one. He's the easy one. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. He's the first one. The second one, uh, Zachary Quinto. Oh, okay. He's actually from Green Tree. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I had no idea. I don't think I knew that either. Yeah. So I'm gonna make this real simple for you. Yeah. Batman and Spock. Yeah, you could do it that way. <laughs> or, <laughs> or if we just work through this a little bit more. Oh, you're not going for the low-hanging fruit? No. Okay. I All mean, right. I, I might stick with Spock because Zachary, uh, Zachary Kinto has only done a couple other things. Yeah. Including uh, American Horror Story. Not quite sure where to go with that. I don't either. Usually it's really good for the first three episodes, then it falls off, and you just trudge through the season anyways. Yeah. And he was in Heroes as well. Right. So That's the end of the list of things that I know. Yeah. I, I honestly can't name anything else he's been So back to Spock it is. Yeah, so maybe Spock with that, but maybe Heroes, be, being that uh, Michael Keaton has played three different hero-type yeah. characters. He's done Batman. Yep. Uh, he was in the Birdman film. Mm-hmm. Which, while he wasn't officially, you know, a superhero in that, he played an actor who played a superhero. Right. And then he was most recently in the Spider-Man film, playing the Vulture, which is actually the villain. Right. Yeah. So he has run the breadth of possibility. Yeah. See, now I'm thinking about that kryptonite Goza we talked about in the last segment. <laughs> no, that's too easy. That's way too easy. Well, that's too easy, and it's not related to any of those characters. Right. So, so to me, here's what I'm thinking is okay. we just go with the superhero thing. Yeah. What is something that is essentially unbeatable? What is, and what that boils the down Hulk? The Hulk? The <laughs> Hulk. No, I've had what you consider the Incredible Hulk, whatever your weird concoction of alcohol is. It's SoCo and Red Bull. That's not. Yeah, it's awful. It's awesome. It's awful. That is diabetes <laughs> in a glass. It's awesome. I will never drink that again. <laughs> That's how you like make cheap Four loco. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, it has to come back to what do we consider the unbeatable beer? Mm-hmm. So there are two ways we can go with that. Okay. We can go with the marketing side of things and the economic side of things, where you just go with an American adjunct lager. Yeah. Because it's it's unbeatable. Budweiser's unbeatable. Let's admit that. Mm-hmm. Or, or you go with the taste side of things, where there's a beer that everybody loves. 
see, I think I think part of being a hero <laughs> is you have to be you have to be kind of the little guy. People have to be able to root for you. Correct. Correct. Pe- people root for Spider-Man because he's just kind of one of us. Right. Uh, people don't root for Superman as much anymore because Superman is a boring character. He- yeah. <laughs> so with that, I, I think I know where I'm going to go with this. Okay. My personal opinion. Go, go, go ahead. I'm not actually going to go with a recipe, and I'm not actually going to go with a style. All right. I'm actually going to go with a Pittsburgh brewery. That should do a beer in homage to uh, these two. Okay. Dancing Gnome. Because they're, they are the little guy. Hmm. However, hmm. they are punching well above their weight. There are a lot of people that are rooting for them, and they are becoming nationally known really quick with a lot of their hazy IPAs. Hmm. Okay. That's my answer. You obviously have a different answer and are going with a different direction, and that's okay. I, I, I just feel like Dancing Gnome is too big. Even though they're small. Really? Yeah. Even though they're small, I just feel like they're... Mm. They're too big at this point. They're, they have too much of a name behind them. So would you go even smaller down to like an abjuration? Yeah, you need you need like a you need a small hometown hero, and they're like a hometown hero to McKee's Rocks, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we need to do a collaboration on the collaboration. Yeah, yeah. I I think I think Dancing Gnome is like the Superman again. Okay, I think I, I see what you're saying. I, I I don't necessarily root for Superman. Because they obviously do good things. Yes, they do. You know, they obviously do good things. They obviously have lines out the door. <laughs> right. <laughs> Time yeah. and again. Yeah. They obviously have that recognition. Right. So, it, I, but I don't necessarily think that they do the hero, you know. <laughs> I think I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, maybe, you know, Dancing Gnome and Abjuration can do a collaboration. Hint, hint. Yeah. We want in on this. Try it out. <laughs> Yeah, you just make a superhero ale. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know what we're going to do. What's that? We're going to make a superhero ice cream beer. Remember the superhero? Or the Superman ice cream? Oh, okay. The bubble gum? Yeah. Yeah, that's what we're making. Was Dang. it? I mean, I know it was always three colors. Was it always bubble gum flavor? Or I always, that's what I always got. Or was it something else? I mean, it was always Superman flavor to me. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking, though. So, abjuration, dancing gnome, get at us. We'll start developing. We'll ma- we make a superhero beer flavor that's that can rival the, the, yeah. the Sagatuck Neapolitan. <laughs> yeah, we're going to crush them. All right. Okay. Yeah. So, dancing gnome, abjuration, get at us. I think I think that's how you, yeah. All right. We're getting in the lab. All right. So, what's the, what's the next one? So, the third one, and and this one is, these these. These two actually go beyond celebrity, and they are Pittsburgh institutions. Okay. Andy Warhol. Yeah. Mr. Rogers. Oh. Yes. They they are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum, but you can't yeah. deny you <laughs> cannot deny that they are Pittsburgh institutions. Pretty sure Andy Warhol was on the spectrum. <laughs> um, I have no good answer to that. <laughs> Don't need one. <laughs> Just let a joke be a joke sometimes. <laughs> Well, I, obviously the uh, the label is going to be very artsy. Oh yes, oh yes. Or it's just going to be. I, I think the label is just going to have to be like Mister Rogers' trolley, mm-hmm. repeated, you know, four times in different colored stencils. Right. Right. So, uh, so I had an initial thought, but I have no idea how you'd be able to pull it off. This is getting in the wackaloon land. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Th- so, throw it out there. So what we would have to do is 
somehow create a beer that tastes like Campbell's tomato soup. Oh, gross. Yeah. I said it was way out there. I, yeah. And I didn't say I was proud of it either. Yeah, that's not okay. Would you rather it taste like Marilyn Monroe? Yeah. All right, that's actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah actually. <laughs> what are you, dumb? <laughs> they already make vagina beers. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, Marilyn Monroe now. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. A bit ripe. Hey. <laughs> hmm. What else could you do with that? Uh, I have an idea of how you could honor Mr. Rogers as well. Yeah. So what you would have to do is you would have to have, like, the nicest beer ever. Yeah. So what that means is it's going to have to have low IBU. Yeah, I, so everybody can be involved. I mean, overall, from all accounts that I can think of, I think both Andy Warhol and Mr. Rogers were both nice people. Right. Although right. Mr. Rogers probably was the nicest person. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, he is top of the pyramid. Yeah. I think maybe you might have to have the beer blessed. By, like, the Pope? Not by the Pope, but a priest. <laughs> maybe uh, whoever the Archbishop of the Pittsburgh Diocese is? Yeah, maybe, because uh, Mr. Rogers was a pastor. He was, yes. Yeah. Presbyterian, if I remember correctly. I think so, yeah. That sounds right. My mom actually ran into him. Literally? Yeah, well, she. my mom used to work as a nurse, and uh, she ran into him when he was. Uh, he would go around and give last rites to patients in a hospital. Oh, I had no idea he did that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, my mom ran into him a couple of times. Wow. Not so much Andy Warhol. He didn't really. Well, he bugged out of Pittsburgh as soon he as he did. Uh, he he didn't went really, to New York. And, yeah, he didn't really give out art or anything or, no. or last rites. He, he wasn't equipped to do that. He was. <laughs> right, right. He was kind of within himself in that category. Yeah. Hmm. 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 So, it's going to have to be a low IBU tomato beer. <laughs> oh That's not God. how I want to honor them. No. <laughs> Terrible, terrible. <laughs> you may as well just have Clamato. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> gross. That's gross. You you did not do good on this one. No, no. We can do better. Um, you almost want to make it imaginary. <laughs> right. Right. I, I, I think you don't want to go a stout. That's too dark. Mm-hmm. Right, you need something light and fluffy and up. Yeah, I think, I think you actually might want to go a goza with this. Okay. Um, again, we had low IBUs. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them are low IBUs. Yeah. You can, and as I was talking about the abita to goza. Okay. Uh, remember how I said the nose and the taste do not match. Ah, I okay. think you, I think you want to try to accomplish that with a beer like this. Okay, you yeah. you want a weird out of the out of place. <laughs> you want a, you want a weird out of place nose. Right, we're getting weird with this. You know, to to represent the Andy Warhol of it. Yeah, and then you want to have like a very sweet and easy drinking beer oh, to represent the Mister Rogers. Friggin' nailed it. I mean, you you technically already have it with the beer that goes up. But we'll we'll make our own. Yeah, uh, you know, perhaps change the fruit around. I don't think key lime. Right, that's not very <laughs> Pittsburgh. It's not. Yeah, we don't grow key limes here, so no, at least not very well. Yeah. So yeah, um, that, that's. Perha- I like that. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps maybe like an apple to go. Maybe an apple or a blueberry. Yeah. Something mountainy. Yeah, something mountainy. Yeah. We, we have some apple orchards out this way. So. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think. Uh, I think that's the way to honor those two. Yeah. That's a hell of a lot better than tomato beer. Yeah. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think back to some of the other prints. 
perhaps uh i know warhol did a couple elvis prints mm-hmm. um maybe you want to go like a peanut butter jelly goza maybe i don't know that seems like a bit much <laughs> i i you know i think we're good with just a nice apple goza yeah i'm pretty sure mr rogers advocated the apple a day yeah yeah so again keeps the doctor away so yeah yeah these are all things yeah <laughs> right right so yeah, that is uh, Hop Nation's uh, attempt. Not, not even an attempt. We knocked it out of the park. Let's be perfectly honest here. <laughs> we nailed it. Friggin' nailed it. The, those are collaboration beers that could occur next year. <laughs> yes. Yes. So anybody that's listening for 2019, let us know. Anybody listening for the Warhol Museum? <laughs> We're gonna start our own Pittsburgh Craft Beer Week <laughs> in the balloon room. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we'll brew those beers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we will. Uh, so what do you say we get back? I think we've had enough time to talk a little bit about this Built to Last by High Water Brewing. Yes. I think. The barrel-aged specialty dark ale. It's still weird. Yeah, it's still very weird. The barrel flavor mellowed. It did. It did. But I don't think I like what was underneath it. Where it, you stripped away a lot, and it's just what the beer was. Yeah, and I don't think I liked it. Okay. And I don't, I don't really care for the aftertaste it's leaving in my mouth either. <laughs> just not, not banging on all cylinders. No. I, I'm, I, I'm okay with this beer. I'm not impressed. I'm not frustrated. I'm just okay with it. It's just kind of here. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. The more. I drank it the more I kind of found this to be a beer that seems like it's using the barrel age gimmick. Gotcha. To cover up. <laughs> right. Kind of like with a lot of early IPAs where you just throw more hops in there to cover up your sins. Uh-huh. As you're using barrel aging to cover their sins. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's that's what I'm getting from this. I... Mm, sorry. Oh, well. I've, I've had other high water beers that I really liked. Right. This is not one. <laughs> yeah, they're still they're still on the good side. Yeah. They're still okay. Yeah, yeah. So I think it is time for you and I to go to the podium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll go first this week. Sure. I never get to go this far. Sure. I never get to go first. Mostly because I always defer. Because I don't know yet. Uh, but I'll be perfectly honest. I think I got things pretty much set. Uh, in the bronze medal position, I'm going to go with this Built to Last by High Water Brewing. Mm-hmm. I'm not upset by it. But I'm not impressed by it either. Yeah. Uh, High Water uh, as a whole, I think, is a good brewery. Uh, this one was just, eh, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. And unfortunately, okay is not going to uh, get to the gold medal position with the other two that are here tonight. Uh, and this is where things get a little more complicated. Because the other two were legitimately good beers. Uh, they were beers that I could go back and drink again and again. Uh, and, and this is where I had to come to a decision point. Is this something that a beer that I'm going to want to drink consistently or is this something that I'm going to kind of while out on? And for me, I'm going to while out. So that puts the uh, Cargo Schwartz, uh, the Black Lager Schwartz beer by Duclaw in the silver metal position. I liked it. It wasn't an exciting beer, but it was a consistent beer. I liked it to the point that it would be something that I would take to a campfire on a fall evening. But, however, this batch number 20, this Black Goza by nowhere in particular, uh, it was just a, it was just a wild beer. Say that, the full name. Nowhere in particular, promiscuous ale project. <laughs> yeah, what he said. Uh, and and full disclosure, uh, we did discover something on this beer uh, 
batch number 20, this black Goza, will never be made again. Yeah. This is this was our one shot to try this. Right. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah, we get it. And uh, so if you never had it, and if you never have it again, and if you never find it, this is you can only just listen to our review. <laughs> right, right. And, and that was kind of the other thing that pushed it over the edge was... In all reality, this is a fairly rare beer, mm-hmm. and from time to time that does enter into it. If it wasn't rare, it's still a good beer, right? And and with that combination, I think that puts that in the gold medal position. Okay, that that's from your point of view. <laughs> yes, yes it is. Yes it is. Steve, I will hand the reins over to you. Uh, so I'm just gonna double up with what you said about the built to last. I think I disliked it even more than you did. But again, High Water Brewing has done good beers in the past that we've liked. So, I just, I I don't know. I already said it. I said that I think the Barrel Age is just a gimmick covering up a not-so-spectacular dark ale. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of bleh. Silver, though, I'm going to diverge from you, and I'm going to say that the the Black Goza is going to go. By whom? By the nowhere in particular... (laughs) Promiscuous Project Ale. Nice. <laughs> Promiscuous Ale Project. Damn it. <laughs> um, the Hobo Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's a really good beer, but the way you say the fact that it's so rare gets it extra points, mm-hmm. I actually take points away. <laughs> okay. Um, I, wanna, I actually would like to see this beer brewed again. I'd like to see if you can maintain consistency. I'd like to see, you know... It's good, but it's essentially we're just drinking a homebrew. Right. Like you said, it may not be, I mean, you alluded to this, but it may not be the same drinkability as the Cargo Schwartz. Right. Right. I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I I liked it. I could probably have one, two, three, you know, with with a meal or a hangout or whatever. Yeah. Uh, The Cargo Schwartz, though, you just drink a bunch. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can drink a bunch. It, it, it's a very well-made beer. It's very well-balanced. It is everything you kind of want in a beer that you're going to sit down with for a while. This is a 12-pack beer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it's getting my gold medal. It, it is It is one of those examples of, I don't want to say a perfectly made beer, but it's an exemplarily made beer. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's an excellent beer that... Even though it's uh, it doesn't have a whole lot of bells and whistles like the other beers you know we had tonight did, it doesn't need them. Right, <laughs> right. It's just flat out good. Yeah, it's just flat out good. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why that's my gold. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Right on. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't disagree with any of your assessment yeah. in terms of the beer themselves. We just kind of disagree on on how we approach it. Yeah, yeah. Which is perfectly fine. Yeah, just disagree on the points again. Yeah. You know the the. For me, the Cargo Schwartz and the Black Goza are both really good. Yeah. I, I, I like the gimmick of a Black Goza. Yeah. You know, yeah I like, I'd like to see more of yeah, that. Yeah. I, I definitely like it and everything. It's just like, we're drinking a homebrew. We're never going to get it again. It's not. <laughs> right. It's a one-shot deal. <laughs> you know, I, I'm not giving a gold medal to a beer that, <laughs> <laughs> that will never exist in a week and a half. Right. So, yeah. That's that. And now on to the social media plugs that you all love. If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA and you'll find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, all you got to do is search Hop Nation USA on Stitcher, Podbean, 
Google Music Play, and iTunes. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star review because... We are a five-star show. And that's what really helps the show grow and get into the ear holes of everybody around America. And if you want to find features and reviews that you can't find anywhere else, just go on to hopnationusa.com and you can email us at hopnationusa at gmail.com. I think that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, I do yep. want to. I do want to give uh, one special shout out to one of our regular listeners, uh, EJ, uh, who just had himself a baby girl. So congratulations to EJ, uh, father, mother, and daughter are all home safe, happy, and healthy. So congratulations, EJ. What do you have it with? A side of fries? Ah, that's weird. Don't be weird. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be schmaltzy. (laughs) I see we have reached an impasse. I don't. I don't deal with human emotion. (laughs) So I turning this into the goddamn Today Show. Yeah, happy birthday, Dad. Now she's 102. 102 years young. Let's go to Al Roker. Is Brother Scott dead? I assume so, Ooh. but his spirit will live on forever. Mm. Oh, yeah. R.I.P. Art Bell and R.I.P. Bruno San Martino. Yes. That's a, that's my emotions. <laughs> and John Cena's marriage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good place to quit. <laughs> All right, Hob Nation, we will see you next week. 